Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Hello, everybody. My name is Jay Bano. Welcome to the J-Man Show, which is airing live from being in the studios of Boston, Massachusetts. Today, we have a wonderful guest, singer, producer, Hugo. How are you, sir? Good to see you on the show today. Pleasure is all mine. So, so can you tell me a little about yourself, about who you are, and what made you want to become a singer? Yeah, I go by the name of Ugo Boy. Um, I was born here in the U.S. I spent a lot of time in Nigeria. Okay. Um, from a very young age, like with my father and my mom, they both played a lot of, lot of different types of music, so many different sounds from Michael Jackson, DMX, Tupac, and... So the music was just like something that always get me going from a young age and you know it started young and I trailed into sports but eventually I got back into music it was just a form of expression like you know music was just a way for me to express myself being uh being the only only boy amongst like four sisters so like music was my way of like okay this is this is my way this is my way out you know so what's led to get a song for you Music, it, like the creative process, it could be so, it could be different. It depends on the day, it depends on who I'm with. So if I'm by myself, it's like alchemy. You know, you just start from scratch where I might come in with an idea of what I'm feeling for the day. And, you know, I start chopping up different samples yeah. and, you know, <laughs> create the beat. And as I'm doing that, oh, certain yeah. melodies start to come together. And by the time the beat's done, I'm like, okay, I think I know what I want to say. And I'll, you know, go and record myself. and played a bunch of times yeah. until I feel like I'm ready, add some layers, and then I bring my team in. That's when I start, you know, allowing critiques in because I like to flush out the, the the idea before, you know, it get yeah. it's like tainted, you know, type of thing. So, but like working with a producer now where I still have an idea of what I want, you know, I'll come in there and I'll tell them like, this is what I'm looking for. And, you know, by God's grace, you know, they create something that applies to that. and. We just go from there where I'll just figure out the melody first. Mm -hmm. And after vibing to the melody, it'll give yeah. me more of a direction where I want to go. And then I'll go back again and, and tighten it up. And then that's usually what people end up hearing. So what inspires you as an artist? What, what, what gives you inspiration and hope to do what you do every day? My family, first oh. and foremost. Like, God has shown me a lot of things through music. Like mm -hmm. I feel like music has saved my life in a, in a yes. lot of different moments. You know, um, So there's that where I feel like being talented enough to give it to the world. It's my duty to bring my best foot forward. And just the way my family supports me through that process, it, it just, it keeps me going where like there's a purpose to it. Every day I wake up, I have to create something. I have to be pushing forward with the agenda because I got people that have bought into it, that believe in me. So it's not about just me anymore. So, you know, that's kind of, it's a cool pressure. It's not really pressure. It's a good sense of like, urgency and like assurance like you know I'm, you're not alone mm -hmm. but um there's work to be done so yeah we well, definitely find me and brothers so how do you connect with your artists through your music the aura is just very strong it pours out through the music i just express my point of view through life and allow different sounds and rhythms to you know to relate to and move to because i feel like with music first and foremost that's a like channel of reaction mm -hmm whatever the emotion it may be. So I feel like if we could associate my music to some sort of aphrodisiac of the sort, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood, the aphrodisiacs can enhance it one way or another. And I like to allow my vocals and production to do that. So 
Now, since you've been in the music business, have you got to meet any celebrities or artists that inspire you? Oh my goodness! One of my one of my idols, one of the people I look up to that I've been striving to work with. You know, I got I got the chance to meet him this year, David Doe. Oh wow! Yeah, one of the biggest Afrobeat artists in the world. Like he's a pioneer in the game, and I think for me, it's it's not just about music as to like what follows me, what like leads me to the way he moves is how he treats his team, how he treats his family, and you see how everybody's involved. That kind of ecosystem type of mindset, yeah. you know, I align with that, you know, so getting a chance to meet him and go on tour with him earlier this year, it was, it was earlier this summer, I should say, it was wow. like a dream come true. And when I met him, I didn't even get a chance to introduce myself. He knew who I was and mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, that was, that was inspiring for sure. Can you describe a time when you faced a creative block and how you, how you overcame it, as honest? <laughs> creative block, uh, writer's block, as we, we like to say. Uh, it happens, you know, sometimes where you put too much pressure okay. on, like, trying to make the next hit or outdo what you've done or maybe keep up with what's going on. You, you find yourself, like, overthinking it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, like, I've I created a rule where, like, music is, is so... Uh, like raw, you can't force it. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if like you're you're in a moment where you just keep edging at it, and it's not you're not creating that, you just gotta you know live a little bit, relax, like mm -hmm. you know get inspired, step away from it. Like for me, I I don't like pushing through writer's block. I, like sometimes artists have the idea that you have to finish a song or idea, even yeah. if you know it's not. I feel like don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to create high quality music, so. Absolutely. We're not in a rush. There's a sense of urgency, so we create a formula to work with that allows us to create at an efficient rate. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's free flowing. You have to allow it. That's 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 how you get through writer's block. Allow it. What advice can you give artists, producers that want to be, you know, a singer or a producer? As an artist, like, it's, there's nothing stopping you from painting or sculpting mm -hmm. or, or drawing or any of the above. Like, it's still artistry, so. Now, my advice to someone that wants to like get into production or start singing, you're never going to know how good you could be until you start. Mm -hmm. And to be good at anything, you have to put your hours in. So you have to try. And that's kind of what keeps you young yeah. in this music industry. When you get stuck with just doing one thing, mm -hmm. it be, might become mundane. So like trying new things, it gives you something to like work towards. So yeah. like my advice is just go for it. You know, study the guys that that you enjoy listening to mm -hmm. and study their process and, and figure out how you could apply that to you and you know build with that and just just keep at it i know that you're an artist but do you also want to maybe transcend into, into maybe into acting oh. absolutely absolutely i would love to get into acting and the thing is with music and movies they're just they're right yeah, here they are you know um and even how artists like to give off their artistry mm -hmm. there's a cinematic element to it and those those moments are the usually the most enjoyable so I feel like there will be a time when my when my phone gets called yeah. and my name gets called and yeah and I will answer I'll be there so I'm excited for that I know it's gonna happen it's just you know right now the music is is the focus and yeah. we're, we're pushing that but we're open to opportunities you know mm -hmm. where life may take us so yeah yeah. Music executive number one, that's good to hear, my brother. Yeah. I absolutely hear yeah. you. What well, a lot to go on tour. I know you've done a lot of tours and mm -hmm. performing outs. Well, there's been different different type of experiences for like I'd say when I went on tour with CK, the campus tour, that oh, was wow. that was an interesting experience where like, you know, we'd meet up at, at the plug headquarters and, you know, we'd file into these these buses. There'd be like 
50 of us squeezing into these three small charter buses and you know it'd be a tight drive from you know Lagos to either Oshun State or Goon State or any of the states that we went to and it was it, though it was like slightly uncomfortable it was a great experience because we created bonds like mm -hmm. you know there were people on that bus I've never met before oh, so wow. a lot of artists is just like myself from Lagos so there was a lot of opportunity to connect and meet you know other people like myself or just people in the space that could get me to that that next step so I appreciate every moment of that of that tour and then something like you know going on a tour with David O where mm -hmm. um, it was low it was low-key spur of the moment how we ended up going from yeah. uh, <laughs> from Boston to Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, when um when everything was, like, sure shot, yeah. you know, I pulled my managers together. I'm like, all right, like, we got to grab our bags together and hop on the road. So we just, we drove, you know, ourselves to Toronto. Mm -hmm. It was like a seven, eight-hour drive, but it was it was dope, man. We all took turns driving. So, um it's you know being an independent artist you have to like bet on yourself yeah you have to you know mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not big on gambling or anything like that but taking risks well hello there this is the jamin show on wbca 102.9 fm boston's local community radio station tell us a little about about the song what made you want to play yeah so enjoyment um that was a vibe i created when i was in when i was in lagos the thing is with being in Nigeria, especially during like December time, there's like a reputation for it being a season for enjoyment, for festivity, people just being outside vibing. So um, I, I was definitely inspired by the times and the moment that I was in. And I wanted to create, I wanted to like capture that moment and create something that didn't have to just sit during that time period. We could play it all year. We could play it in the winter, in the summertime. December was going to get played again. So I just, I wanted to create a vibe that expressed how I was feeling. It was a great time, you know, filled with enjoyment, filled with vibes. And, you know, so when I linked up with the producer, I met him during the writer's camp. You know, we, we locked in. His name is Sound Chef okay. um, from Emo State. Um, when we locked in, came to the studio at my apartment and, you know, he sent some beats and I chose this one. And we just we got right to work. It wasn't really too much to it, you know, so. Um, yeah, enjoy, yeah. man. I'm excited for it. We've been we've been working it, milking it for for a good portion of the year. It was recorded in January, mm -hmm. but um, wow. I think there's no better time than now to give the people what they what they want. You know, we've been performing it yeah. all these tours that we've been on. So mm -hmm. the the people have been eating it up. They you know they definitely like what they hear. So yeah, I'm laughing too. I mean the beat. I mean the beat. Just, <laughs> you know, it's like give me. Yeah, to, to, to yeah you got to move me. a little bit. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yes. so what made you want to um, bring the song? I mean, is, is it going to be released in the U.S.? Anytime soon? It's going to be available everywhere worldwide. Awesome. Um, yes, yeah. stay tuned for that. There's, there's definitely more in store. There's definitely more music. Um, I've been holding out for a little bit just mm -hmm. to make sure, like for the sake of quality control, just make sure I'm giving the people, you know, exactly what they want, the best of the best. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, enjoyment's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, we all need some, people all need something they can enjoy, to, especially everything that's going on in the whole world. So yeah. That's, that's definitely a good song to put For out. Sure. You know? I Absolutely. I congratulate on that. That's a wonderful song. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So my next question to you is, is how did COVID affect you being, being shut down? Was that a time for you being stuck in quarantine? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, 
I'll say first and foremost, uh, right before COVID happened, uh, I was blessed with a baby boy. Oh my God, so congratulations. My father. Yeah, so wow. I can't say COVID was all bad. Wow. I was definitely blessed, you know, so there was that. But as an artist now, um, it definitely challenged me. Wow. I would say that uh, I realized a lot about myself because of the, the pandemic. I realized at that point I was a little bit more dependent on whether it was the producer or the engineer wow. or whatever it was, it just felt like because I couldn't get to them, everything was shut down and the type of creative I am, I like to be in a little bit more control than that. So it forced me to learn how to record myself better. It forced me to be a better producer. It forced me to be more creative as to how I like convey my message, how I push my music. I had to be more creative about it because we were stuck in the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We were stuck in the house. So I would walk around the house trying to figure out different ways as like how are we gonna pull this into what we're doing in, in like in a high quality fashion. So it forced me to be like a little bit more innovative and um I'm thankful for it for sure. Well, yeah. that's good to hear because I know it was a hard time for everybody, so I'm glad that you identified some joy in that. That's good to yeah. hear. Yeah, I mean, as an artist, though, those I can't say, like, the thing is with COVID, that time period, there was a lot of lives lost. So yeah. to even look at it in a positive way, sometimes I feel guilty about that. But as an artist, it like I said, it challenged me and pushed me. And, you know, the, the artist I am now, the creative I am now is way stronger, way more self-sufficient. So, um I'm grateful. I'm grateful yeah. for the, for the challenges and the lessons that it taught me. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. yeah. So I hear you're one you're one big heck of a performer. You know, you're on stage, you do your thing. You know, yeah. You know, girls go wild for you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do you, so how do you approach performing live? And what's what's the best part about being on stage performing? By the time it's time to get on stage and showcase, it's time to show what we've been working on, what we've yeah. been doing. So leading to that moment. There's obviously rehearsals, you know, where I sit with my managers, my DJ, and we run through these songs. We do the vocal checks, making sure everything, the quality of the sound is where it needs to be. I spend a lot of time working on my body, you know, in the gym. So not just to look good, but like I run, I'm conditioned, you know, I make sure I have the endurance to be out there moving at that pace and still sing at a high quality, yeah. you know. So there's a lot for me that goes into it just on that aspect, I do spend some time actually working on a few of my dance moves here and there. Wow, <laughs> that's good. But yeah. there's still room for improvement on that. That one we're getting to. But yeah. um, nonetheless, like as an artist, I know I'm not there yet. But I've I've looked up to people like Beyonce, oh, Michael yeah. Jackson, Chris Brown, mm -hmm. electrifying performers. You know, mm -hmm. where you're wondering how are they doing these routines while singing. Mm -hmm at that like you know at that capacity and that's yeah. that's what we're striving and working towards and being on stage and having people react to the music and everything that we have going on the way they do that that's my fire that that like that gets me going you get what i'm saying so I once do. once i start seeing the lights i start seeing the waving hands i'm i'm all in oh, yeah. nothing else is <laughs> nothing else matters yeah. like we're gonna go crazy oh, you know yeah. so um just the idea that i'm in front of anybody mm -hmm. i just want to make sure that they're getting the best possible show that they could get from me like oh, not yeah. just oh he's on the mic and we're gonna give them a show not just a performance a show awesome. you know so that's that's how i like to treat my performances i love performing like i love performing that might be my favorite part about the whole process oh. performing like that's i get so excited for it you know and being an athlete at least a pastime athlete mm -hmm. it's like 
showing up for game day. It's the same type of approach. So like, I get fired up. For oh yeah, I love it. I love it. I, love I know. It. You look at you. You look at you from here in Boston. I got to see your show. Oh man, yeah, you know? for sure. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny to be honest. With you. She's a good. She's a good performer myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw her concert. Like wow. You know, homegirl B, huh? It's expensive though. Those tickets are. I know a lot. You know, but okay. But the but the work that she puts into the production and everything, like that's that's where we want to take it. You know. Yeah. That type of showmanship. So. Okay. Well, this is well, this is uh, this is a wonderful interview. You know, and um, are there any words, any words of inspiration you want to say for people? I mean, that look up to you and how we can find you in your music. Um. First and foremost, I want to say thank you. I want to thank, say thank you to all my supporters because, you know, the man that you're looking at today wouldn't be who he is without you guys. So I'm grateful. And for every artist on their way up, remain focused, you know, keep the vision clear and be grateful. Be grateful because at the end of the day, more blessings will come when you see that what's in front of you was what you've asked for at some point. So just keep pushing, man. Like anybody could be a star as long if you decide to be it and live with that and move forward with that so yeah man just be yourself though yeah well this was definitely an interview i'm never gonna be i can't to see you before in boston you absolutely know. you did sure. a great job of the show thank you for having you know. me absolutely you're welcome on time and what and next time we have you perform okay yeah absolutely so you can see your fans see your performance and see what you're about you know that's you're, right you are the real deal you know so, thank you, you know? Man, and i, I was like that. i was like wow man this is you go in my studio performing you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got some girls have seagulls? Yeah. <laughs> seagulls. That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can see get them. you at the next show for sure. I just, I can see. This is the Jamin Show on, on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Bannon. And my guest today is one of actress, Cardi Walker. Hi, Cardi. Good to see you on the show today. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, okay. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in acting? So I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I was nowhere near LA. I grew up doing a lot of sports, not really into arts. I did a few school plays and stuff and I really loved it, but it was nothing I ever took super seriously. Um, and then in high school, I decided acting was something I wanted to get more into. And I applied to a school called Idlewild Arts Academy, which is in Southern California. I majored in theater first and then switched to film production um and got to learn a lot about like behind the scenes making films but also got to act in a lot of my friends films i just really fell in love with it and so after i graduated i moved to la and started acting well that's wonderful to hear and i saw i saw you've been in a whole lot of films and production and tv plays oh wow so how did you get cast as darman yeah um that i started doing darman last august my first few roles, like I said, I did a lot of sports growing up. So my first few roles with them were um, athletic characters. They needed someone who could do the sport part as well as the acting. Um, and that's really how I got into it. And I've stuck with it ever since. Wow. So what's let's work on Domin? It's awesome. Um, it's such a fun environment. Everybody's so friendly. Um, Dar is so nice. Uh, he makes like TikTok videos with yeah. us. His wife is really sweet as well. I just love it. I always have so much fun. I met one of my best friends on set for Darman. Oh uh, yeah, I think I think I saw the episode. So how did you find out about the about the edition for Darman? Was it in the paper? Um, it was just on a casting website called Actors Access. Okay. So what advice can you give actors that want to be an actress like you or a singer? What advice can you give them? 
The most important thing is just to be really passionate about it. Um, as long as you love it and you keep trying, you will find your niche. Um, start out looking for representation. It's obviously a little hard right now during the strike, um, but find a class that you like, find a teacher you love, find friends who are doing the same thing as you and just stick with it and it'll work out. So how has the strike affected you? Um, I mean, the whole industry is shut down right now, so yeah. nobody's really doing any work. Um, I, like I said, I grew up in Nashville. This is where my family lives. So I'm spending the strike in Nashville with my family. Um, it's, you know, it's sad to not be able to work for a while, but I'm glad to be able to take the time to spend with them, to spend with my little siblings since they're growing up so fast. Um, I started college, so it's good to be able to focus on school a little bit. And, you know, the strike was really necessary. So I'm, I'm glad it's happening. I guess that's true. It's, it's almost like COVID, well, like COVID, COVID all over again, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's been a rough few years for the industry. Yeah. So how did COVID affect you? Well, I actually had a very unique COVID experience. Like I said, I went to boarding school for almost all of high school. Um, so we were in school for COVID. Um, instead of sending us all home, they just kept us all there and we weren't allowed to go home for vacations or anything. Um, so it was nice. I was still around kids my age. Uh, there were a lot of restrictions. You have to wear a mask almost 24 seven. Um, but yeah, I was grateful to be around kids my age the entire time instead of being isolated. It was it was a long time to not see my family though. Okay, I definitely understand. So what was born school like for you? Was was it kind of hard being away from your family? You get used to it quickly, honestly. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I went to a few different boarding schools. I first in Utah and then North Carolina and then in California. Uh -huh. Um and they were all very different experiences. Obviously, those are all very different places. Um, but I enjoyed it overall. I liked getting to see so many different parts of the country, meet so many different people. Um, and I mean, yeah, honestly, I was just grateful to have had such a range of high school experiences. But but it shook there. They really weren't. I mean, they do have to take on a little bit more of a parental role than a teacher normally would. Um, but I I loved my teachers. Well, what do you major in college? I'm majoring in strategic communications, which is like PR marketing, and I'm minoring in psychology. So what are you working on right now? Um, I just finished dubbing an entire series for Paramount Plus that'll be coming out soon that I'm excited about. Uh, I can't say much about it, but um, I don't know how the strike might affect that, but it should still be coming out soon. And then not planning on filming anything coming up because of the strike. Uh, Darman does still go on during the strike because it's non-union. So I will keep working on that whenever I can go to LA for Darman. But yeah, pretty, pretty quiet right now. I see. Any summer plans? Huh? Yes, I'm hanging out with my siblings a lot. We're going to Italy next week, which I'm really excited about. I've never been to Europe before. Um, and... I think we're going to go to Paris and London as well. Oh, wow. Is this for vacation? Yeah. Yeah, sounds fun. I always want to go overseas, you know, so it's, yeah. I hear you. Um, how do you do a projection? It does. Um, it was harder at first. You do kind of get used to it. Um, there's just, you know, you're constantly auditioning for things. And the thing is, you don't usually hear back. Um, you're not getting a lot of no's. You're just getting a lot of nothing. Um, which can be hard sometimes, just kind of feeling like you're sending auditions into the void. Um, but it does kind of soften 
the rejection aspect of it, you know, it's not necessarily like, no, you weren't right for this. It's just someone else was more right for this. We went with them. There will be another opportunity for you. I really think everything works out the way it should. Thanks. So I've made my peace with the rejection of this industry. I guess that's true. It's good to hear. So how do you usually, usually prepare for an audition or, or prepare for a role? Um, the first thing I do to prepare is read through as much material as there is available. If you're lucky enough to get the full script, I always make sure to read that. Um, I've always been super interested in psychology. Like I said, I'm minoring in psychology right now. So I just kind of try to look at the character as a person, look at their dynamics, understand why they act the way they do and what drives their behavior. Um, because I think that helps you understand why they're responding to things in the scene the way they do. Um, try to get as much of a grasp on that character and their mindset as I can. Obviously memorize my lines. It's a lot easier to focus on the emotion of the scene if you're not trying to like find your words. Um, and then, yeah, just try to make sure I'm as relaxed as possible beforehand, not getting too stuck in my head. And the scene just kind of flows. Okay, that's good to hear. What's your hobby, your favorite film that you that you like, that, that, that you appeared in so far? Oh, my gosh. Um, I really loved this Stranger Things episode of Darman that we did. That was a lot of fun. It was my first time getting to play... Um, like a horror character covered in prosthetic makeup, which I absolutely loved. Um, it was just such a, a multifaceted character and getting to go into that dream sequence and everything. It was just, I had a blast doing that and I got to do it with some of my best friends. Um, and also the, the dubbing series that we just finished. I had never done dubbing before and I, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. Yeah, I hear that, you know. So what inspires you? So what, what gives, you, gives you inspiration to do what you do? Honestly, I mean, I just enjoy it a lot. It's, um, it's just one of those things that I've never been able to, like, get enough of, if that makes sense. There's not really a, a driving force behind it besides that. I see. So you got to meet any, any celebrities? You, I mean, every once in a while you do, Yeah. It's you try not to bother them too much on set because you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, yeah. they're trying to work. But um, yeah, I like to do to do in your spare time when you're not filming or acting. I like to do a lot of things. I really like to learn new things and then forget about them like three weeks later. Um, so uh -huh. right now I'm learning how to play guitar. Oh really? Yeah, um, and ukulele, and I almost impulse bought a violin the other day, but then I was like, I'd better only try for two instruments at a time. Um, but yeah, that's those are my my main two things right now, and trying to learn some Italian before I go to Italy. I see. Wow. So, wow. Well, well, do, do you also sing? I try. I can't pretend to be good at it, but <laughs> I I like singing. Do you think you might make an album? I honestly, I would love to try songwriting. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I honestly, seriously doubt I would ever be good at it enough to go anywhere with it. I think acting is probably <laughs> where I'm going to put my effort. I see. I could, well, 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 I'm a singer, so I could definitely help, help you with some songs. You know, so. Really? That's so cool. So at the end of, you know, yeah. Okay. What do you see yourself years from now? I'm hoping that I'll still be able to stick with acting. Um, you know, I don't know how the trajectory of the strike is going to go. Um, if not acting, 
I really do love what I'm studying in college, strategic communications. PR really, really fascinates me. Um, and I really honestly would not be opposed to becoming like a publicist or working in the entertainment industry um, on that side of things. Um, so I might end up doing something with that. But, you know, obviously acting would be my my number one choice. Well, what was one actor that you'd love to work with? <sighs> That's hard. You can name them as many as you want. Oh my gosh. Um, this is so hard. My mind is like blanking right now. Um, Emma Watson, I think. I was a Harry Potter fan for my entire life, and she just seems like the nicest person ever. I would love to work with her. I would love to just talk to her. She seems so smart as well. Just like, be enough to just have a conversation with her. I actually met her. I, I walked this door and she was so nice, you know, Emma Watson. You seemed so sweet, like genuinely, like an amazing person. I knew you before because I would talk, I would definitely talk about you. Aww. Yeah, but yeah, but she was so sweet. She was a sweetheart. Anybody else that you want, you want to work with? I mean, there's so many people. I would, you know, I would be so lucky to get to work with anybody who's spent like years in this industry. I know, I feel the same way. So what kind of music do you like, like, like to listen to? I really love, um, I've been super into Paramore lately, and I've been listening to Liz Hewitt a lot lately. Um, I love her music so much, but she hasn't released an album yet. She's released like an album's worth of singles, and I'm like, I need an album, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have, have, you, have you ever seen her in concert? No, I haven't. They're usually 21 plus, which is so sad. And she's always playing near me because she lived in Nashville and then moved to LA. So she's like always playing shows here and there, but they're all 21 plus. I, Waiting I, for the day I turn 21. Okay. So when, when did you turn 21? I turned 21 in a little under two years. Okay. So 19 now? Yeah. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM. Boston's local community radio station. So sad. Yeah, by now you feel, you know. Yep. How do you do with racism? Yeah. Um, I mean, we do a lot of videos that touch on a lot of heavy topics. And I mean, it's so hard. It's so ingrained in American society um, that, you know, I think we just do our best to address it sensitively. You know, it's Darman is for younger kids. And so there's a lot of, you know, yeah. you know how Darman is. Yeah. Um, I just hope it kind of helps bring those topics to light and helps bring kids and young, the younger audience's attention to that. Um, because I think it's so important. There's, like I said, just so much structural racism in America that I think people aren't even really conscious of. Um, and so I hope that Darman can shine some light on it. So what was like growing up as a kid? Um, I was I was lucky enough to not have to deal with anything like that. So what makes you happy and sad? <laughs> a lot of things make me happy. I would consider myself a very happy person. <laughs> Music makes me happy. Um, getting to spend time with my friends and my siblings makes me really happy. Animals make me really happy. Um, being outside makes me happy getting to try i'm like a very adventurous person so getting to like climb on anything makes me happy um what makes me sad mostly other people being sad i'm really it just 
I, I can't handle other people's emotions. Um, what makes me angry is snoring. I can't <laughs> sound of snoring. There's really nothing that'll make me angry, like having to hear someone snore. It's like my number one thing. Or like chew with their mouths open. There's really no way to get me angry besides that. Or traffic. Oh, wow. I definitely understand. <laughs> I feel, I know, I know you feel, especially when I'm driving, I do those traffic, you know. My, my mom grew up in Boston. She's very much a Boston driver. And so I, you know, grew up like a Boston driver. And so, yeah, I, I definitely could learn to watch my mouth behind the wheel. <laughs> well, were you born in here in Boston? I was not. I was born in Nashville, but my mom grew up there and my dad went to college there. Uh, okay. So, so when was the last time that you, that you were here in Boston? I go to Boston a lot. I was probably there like last year. Oh my God. I wish I met you. I wish I knew you before you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be in Boston. Uh, my layover on the way to Italy is at Boston Logan on Sunday. Okay, wow. I'm not, I'm on Southwest, I think. I would have to ask my mom, honestly, because she booked it. But okay. I mean, my brother was just there like two weeks ago. We go a lot. My family are big Red Sox and Patriots fans. So we go up there for games every once in a while. And most of our family still lives there and in New Hampshire. So we try to visit at least once a year. Oh, that's awesome. I'm definitely a Red Sox fan. I, I met David Ortiz, you know. I mean, I met Bo Vaught, you know. Yeah, so. That'd be awesome. We have, like, Red Sox merch, like, all over our house. My brother's room is, like, Boston sports-themed. It's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I love to see that, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> what is it like, like to live in California? Is, is, is it always warm down here? It's usually warm. It's actually been, like, weirdly cold the past year. Really? Um Yeah, it was – when I came back to Nashville from L.A., it was actually warmer here. But – um it stays like a a nice 80, 90 degrees, maybe down to like 70 in the winter year round. Um, in Nashville, there's a lot more range between the seasons. It'll go from like zero to 110, um, which, you know, is nice to an extent, but sometimes you just want it to be cooler. Um, California is very busy. There's a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of things to do if you're underage. So <laughs> that was pretty much my experience. I was, you know, like I moved out there by myself when I was 18. Um, a lot of people I was working with were at least a few years older than me. Um, a lot of people my age were in college in person. I do college online. Oh. Um, so it was just, you know, it was a lot of people who are a lot older than me and a lot of trying to live on my own in a big city. I definitely, yes, I can, I can definitely understand that, you know, so, I mean, yeah. And because I, I definitely want to go to California someday, you know, you know, and, and yeah, and I'm surprised it was cold down there, you know, because I'm, because like you mean, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of the heat. You know? I don't, I, I don't like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I'd hate the cold and snow, you know, so, so I'm, trying, I'm trying to move to Georgia, Florida this year, you know, or California because I ain't getting out of Boston. Yeah. Boston must suck if you hate the cold. Snowing like this year. I know that's why I'm that's how that's why I'm, I'm making a move to a move this year because I you know feel like I, I can't do it anymore you know so you know mm-hmm. I mean Boston's it's good if it's in summertime but not but not in the wintertime, trust me you know so I'm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I went to boarding school in Boston but I was like I can't do the snow yeah oh you hit the snow too right yeah I like it like two days a year but then I've had enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know. I mean, Which is I mean, how Nashville is, you know. It's nice to go on a little ski trip and then never have to see the snow again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not really. I'm sure about this world, but this is an in California, this is I 
work that we shot at uh, Disneyland one day, um, which was, yeah, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I haven't gone um, like outside of that. I really should. I went to, cause there's a universal in Orlando and then there's a universal in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I lived right next door to the universal in Hollywood. Uh, but we went once for a school trip when I went to boarding school out there. And I was just so disappointed by like, California Universal versus Florida Universal that I was like, is it even worth going to Disney World? And everyone was like, it's going to be the same thing. So I didn't, but I should have just because it's like you have to go to Disneyland. Because I think you and I have both used to do both used to this event. I, I love Mickey Mouse and the characters. And I was actually at Disney World two weeks ago for Fourth of July and it was wonderful. It's the fireworks, you know. So. All of my, yeah, my siblings did that. Oh, what was it like? You know, is it rough, you know? Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. I was maybe like ten or eleven years old, wow. um, and I think my highlight, honestly, was that there was like an unlimited soft serve machine. Oh, <laughs> that was like the number one thing. I, but it was so cool. There was like a slide on board, and there was wow. like a a scavenger hunt you could do. It was awesome. I had a great time. I would definitely do it again. Oh, me too. Maybe we, we, we definitely gotta go together. You know. Maybe if you show me around, you know, that would be great, you know. <laughs> did, did, you, did you see Mickey Mouse on board too? Characters on board? Yeah, they had the characters on board. Oh, and take pictures of them, take pictures of them too? Take we probably did. I don't remember specifically, but I'm sure we did. Oh, wow. And and did you also go to Castaway K, Castaway K for five hours? Yeah, we did, which was so awesome. There was like one of those islands had like the coolest like water jungle gym thing. Mm-hmm. It was, I always, I mean, like I said, I love climbing on everything. I love water slides and roller coasters. And so I, it was like a big wooden like play structure in the water on the beach at Castaway Cay. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. And, 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 and was the beach water warm? Is, is, is like bath, is, is like the bath water? Yeah. Oh, you said it right now. I'm there. I am so there. I am so there. We got to go back again. You know, that's my name. What was it like to film this? To film this in it? It was, it was fun. We had to be there at four in the morning so oh. we could film for the, you know, everything we needed for the day before people started showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool in the dark. It rained. Um, I had a fake baby that looked like a demon was inhabiting it. Oh. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really interesting experience. It was like a, I think, 1970s scene. Um, and I was dressed in an outfit that made me look like a minion. It was it was a really good time overall. It was a very interesting morning. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> I see. Was, it hard, was it hard to get up at 4 a.m., you know? I mean, are you, are you a morning person? I just didn't go to sleep that night because... Okay. I had to leave. It was like a two-hour drive, and so I had to get up to get ready at like one in the morning, and that's before I normally go to sleep. So I oh. just did that night. We wrapped at like nine a.m., and then I just went to bed. I feel you because because I'm more because I'm much more of a night on my. But I make sure I was on time for this interview. You know, so you know. <laughs> have Have you ever gone around this? Gone about this one in Florida? Yes, I have a lot of times. Universal was always like our preference because we're like a roller coaster family. Um, but I've definitely gone to Disney a lot of times. We went to Disney for my, I think, sixth birthday or something. Um, and I had hamsters back then, two wow. hamsters that I had gotten for the birthday before. And they were both girls, but I named them Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. <laughs> that was who I was obsessed wow. with at the time. 
when I found out we were going to Disney for my birthday, I was so devastated that we were going to have to leave my hamsters behind for my birthday um, that we ended up sneaking my hamsters in to the Disney hotel. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Bailey Swift, Justin Bieber, you went to Disney with me for my birthday. You just didn't know it. Wow, that's awesome. Did the the maids find out about it? Housekeepers find out about it? Oh, they just kept the do not disturb sign on the entire time, so they never went in. (laughs) (laughs) When you sneak hamsters into Disney. I guess that's true. I feel (laughs) you. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because I was actually just funny. So I was actually Disney World last week, you know, and uh, and I'm I'm definitely going back for Christmas time, you know, because the best time to go with is this in December, you know. Spent Christmas, Christmas Christmas Day down there. It was wonderful. Depending on going to, going to Disney World any time this year, right? I don't have any plans to, but I don't have any plans not to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so glad I'm going to have the degree, and I'm so glad I have the flexibility of online classes. But it can be hard. Like it's hard to keep, it's hard to make yourself keep up when there's like no teachers to answer to. And it's just like, just do all your homework by the end of the semester. It's like, okay, I'll do it all in the last day of the semester. <laughs> so, so how can my fans find you on social media? So my social media handle on all platforms is it's Callie Walker, I-T-S Callie Walker. Okay. That's, that's easy to remember. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. This, uh, this, oh, it was a pleasure. This- I appreciate appreciate you know so and I will definitely have this interview yeah yeah by next week you know so you can show down man <laughs> awesome okay God bless you take care and every, you too well this is the Jamin show my guest that is Kelly Walk she's an and she didn't go far thank you Kelly it was, it was an honor to talk to you God bless you thank you take care everyone well hello there this is the Jamin show on WBCA one hundred two point nine FM. Boston's local community radio station. Hello, dear. My name is Jaya Bond. You want to jam in church on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local radio station. My guest today is, is one of our actresses, Ayana Taylor from Diamond. Hi. Good to see you. Hi. How are you? Today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm blessed. So good to see good, you. Good, good. And thank you for having me here. I'm glad to be here with you. Absolutely. Such a blessing. Okay. So, uh, so I've seen you on Darwin. You're such a wonderful, beautiful, talented actress. I was like, this girl's going to far in movies and film. I can see it. So, what made you? So, what made you want to become an actress? What made me want to become an actress? Well, I feel like I have to say that cliche phrase that all actors say, where it's like, I've always wanted to be one, but it's so true. Um, I remember when I was younger, uh, there was a filmmaker in my hometown who would, who would make these films and we would go, we would pay money and support him and go to this church and we'd watch it on this little projector. And I always just wanted to be that person that was in the screen or, you know, I'd be that reporter that was like trying to copy all the words the reporter was saying, you know, in today's news like I don't know something about me just wanted to be like on camera and performing um but I think the main driver for me was after I graduated from college and I had like checked up all the boxes you know you're supposed to go to college get a scholarship you know graduate get a full-time job like I feel like I had achieved all those things that were like expected of me to do and I and I I really loved my job when I moved up to Minnesota um, but there was just something missing. I don't know what it was. It was like, this is great. I'm have a great career. I'm, you know, financially stable. I can take care of myself. But something was missing. And I think it was that passion, that drive to do what I love. 
And that's kind of how I, I kind of got acclimated to the acting scene in Minnesota. And like, once I got exposed to that and I, and I turned that gear of like, Hey, I used to be a student athlete. I used to be a hard worker when it comes to grades, sports. If I apply that same tenacity and drive that I did with, you know, my other sports and my other career, then I know for sure I can have this acting career as well. And from then it was just like, let's go. What do I need to learn? What do I need to do? Let's do this. Cause I was so ready. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely ready because I seen you everywhere like wow, you the girls on fire like Alicia, like Alicia Keys song, you know. Hey, this girl is on fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> so how did you get able to secure the one diamond? Yeah, so I actually started with Darman about two years ago now. Um, what a wonderful opportunity. But simply, the way I say to people, there's a lot of casting sites that are um, specifically for your region. And so I'm in Los Angeles, and Darman has, he's catering his, well, he makes content in Los Angeles. And so he usually, when he's looking for a character or a specific type of person, he'll put like little uh, casting notices on these uh, paid uh, paid websites. And so I just happened to be on those websites that one day. It was a random day. Like I was like, okay, I guess I can look at these today and just see what's on there. And I saw um, it didn't even say Darman, you know, or videos or anything like that. It was just saying, hey, we're looking for a bride. We're looking for someone. Who... And I was like, okay, I, I think I can play a bride. You know, I've been a bride before. Like I had a, I had the veil and I had like a, a, a shirt that looked like a, like a bride's dress. And so I was like, sure, I'll, I'll audition. And so I had to put it in a self tape. So they they sent me like a side, like one page of the lines. I recorded it. I sent it back. And you know, I honestly kind of just forgot about it. It was just like one of those things. Is like you 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 do so many auditions, you don't really know, you know, what you're actually gonna get. And so when I booked it, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And um, so that was right in the middle of the pandemic. So the pandemic, the world shut down March 2020, and. I had taken a break off from acting. I was like, I don't want to, I don't know what this virus is. I don't know what's going to happen. So that Darman, my first Darman video was actually my first time getting back on set. Oh. And so I was a little nervous, but I was really excited and everybody was so sweet. Uh, the director, Ruben, was just very professional and helped me and really gave me everything I needed to perform well that day. And little did I'm telling you, the moment they posted that video, everybody and their cousins and their friends and their mama and their sister was calling me calling my family like oh my god is this Ayana on this, on this video because yeah. i had no idea how big darman was i had no idea so when i was like who is this darman let me look him up and i saw he had millions of views yeah. and subscribers i was like whoa he's like really doing something so I just feel like I got every day I get so lucky that I, I lucked into an opportunity because to me that Darman at the end of the day, I, I'm an actor first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I saw this opportunity as one, an opportunity to do what I love and two, to make some money. Right. And so it's like as an actor and an artist, you still got to do what you love, but still get paid for it. So I, that's how I saw it. I had no idea it was going to be this big community of followers and supporters and people who love his content and i just feel so grateful to be a part of that uh this community now the starman community yeah i'm also grateful to see you on Darman because you you're such a world actress and i respect you and every you know everything you're doing you know it's a blessing you know so thank you so much i really appreciate that i do
you know, and I appreciate you. So what's so what's it like to work with Diamond? What's it like what's it like off set? Oh, what's it like? Okay, so the first the first two years it's funny you say that because I've never actually worked with Darman. Like I've been on like his Darman studios. So I, I just recently worked with Darman like in person for his uh family channel. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, to answer your question, he is so funny, he's so sweet, he's so he's so considerate, you know what I'm saying? It's like not a lot of people, you know, especially in this industry, they can be very vain and full of vanity, you know what I'm saying? Like it can be very shallow, but he was just one of the sweetest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and working with. Um, and so, yeah, I worked with him this past, like not this weekend, but last weekend working for one of his like family channel videos. And I just had a blast with him and Laura. They're just the sweetest couple and they're so nice and they're competitive and they're funny and just, overall a good time but the first these first two years i've just worked with um with the people his colleagues like his directors and his um you know his um co-producer you know ruben ruben's like they're like a dynamic duo type of thing so i've been working alongside his people and everybody he's hired i've just truly loved working with and i'm i'm, I'm glad i got to finally work with actual darman absolutely yeah yeah yes so what is so what so what advice can you give actors like this I must that want to be, you know, they want to be an actor so in the business. What advice can you give them? Yes. Uh to all the actors out there who want to do this, who want to live this crazy roller coaster of a lifestyle, uh, I commend you. I, I want to first off say there's nothing wrong with you pursuing this career. I wish someone had told me when I was in middle school and high school, you know, picking a degree that hey, like acting is something you can spend your whole life doing and it can be a job it can be something that you can sustain yourself doing so first off i commend you for wanting to be an actor and and brave this journey because it is hard there's a lot of you know you got to take care of finances and you know you know just take care of yourself and still do this for a living but i encourage any actor who is pursuing this dream or wants to pursue this dream to to grow in the market that you're already in. So if you're in San Antonio or if you're in Minneapolis, you know, if you're in these towns that aren't Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, like wherever you are, there is an acting community where you are. So don't feel like you need to save up your money and just go across and go to one of these big metropolitan uh, talent based, like, you know, talent or acting industry based cities. Uh, I highly recommend getting good at what you do right where you are. So that means, you know, I mean, I'm old, I'm, I guess I wouldn't say I'm old school, but old school when it comes to, I like get on Facebook. There's a whole, if you if you Google your, your city that you stay in and then acting groups or whatever, acting and film groups, you can find people who are already doing what you want to do right there in your hometown, right there where you're living. So get connected to those communities and grow, build that resume, get some quality headshots, you know, gain that real life onset experience first before you try to go out and move to Los Angeles or New York or Chicago or, you know, Atlanta, because there's millions of actors who are out here already in Los Angeles, all these big places who are trying to make this dream a reality. And you're going to have that step ahead over, over all those people if you already know what it's like to be in front of a camera, if you already know what it's like to have taken acting classes to, you know, have connected with other filmmakers and and other actors and y'all can build a, a community together. So I say, if you want to pursue this dream, you can do it. Just get in there with your community where you live now and grow and get that hands-on experience. Cause it's only going to get 
the competition is only going to get stiffer as you move to these bigger places. And you want you don't want to be a a fresh, you know, a, you don't want to be a little fish in a big pond. You want to be a big fish in a little pond where you are first. Get be the best, be the best actor in your hometown. To where it's like, man, okay. And when you're too good, that's when you have to go to one of these places and you know be the little fish again because that's kind of what happened to me. Like I. I mean, not to not to brag on myself, but I had really grown the experience and knowledge that I could gain while I was living in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. I felt like a big fish in a little pond where I was gaining commercials. I get I was getting booked, you know, for films, for commercials. I was doing it all, and I was like, you know what? This is great, but I'm ready for the next chapter in my career. And that's when I, two years later, I made that dive to move to Los Angeles, and I haven't been looking back. And I feel like. I didn't feel like I was beneath anyone. I felt like I was right there with all the people who were doing big things. So, you know, that that's the advice I would give you. Because right now I'm on Boston Gas myself. So yeah, I'm trying to make yeah. it big, you know, myself, you know. So I've been in, because I, I was actually in an action, what's the worst that can happen in my lungs? And, um, and here comes Boom Cardinal. So I did some actual work, you know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that's helpful to you then. <laughs> yeah. So what do you see so years from now? Still acting? How many years from now did you say? I'm, I'm maybe five years, you know. You know, you know five years? Mm, we're going to see myself five years from now. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Five years from now. Ooh, 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 ooh. I, I, can, I, I feel it like one year from now, but you know, I'm just going to say five. I'm just going to give myself that grace period. Um, but five years from now, I see myself definitely being a TV series lead on a, a major network uh, like CW or, you know, working with Shonda Rhimes, like with something with Grey's Anatomy. Really, like, I see myself being a series regular. I, I, I see that. I know it. If not, have several co-star uh, recurring star roles under my belt and, you know, I, I see myself working alongside Viola Davis. Like I, she just, cause she's about to come out with the the Woman King, and I, I'm grateful to say I can say this publicly because it's about to air. But I auditioned for for that uh, opportunity to be one of the younger um, African soldiers. So it's just like I I'm already on the cusp. I'm already so close to my dream, and I'm I'm doing my dream every day. But just getting to that next level of you know working with you know, bigger projects, like yeah. bigger uh, blockbuster films, you know, working alongside the greats, you know, just being able to hold my own. Like, I'm I'm ready for that next chapter. Uh, definitely want to see myself on TV. The TV is the next ticket for me, for sure. Uh, and, the, and just working along the greats. Like, I would love if, you know, in this lifetime to work with Denzel Washington, okay. Viola Davis, you know, Carrie Washington, some of the people, like, when I was first interested in looking to acting, these are the people I was watching. I was watching how to get away work how to get away murder scandal you know i always watched Denzel washington do all his movies like my goodness even will smith you know like I, I remember watching will smith in seven pounds and i was just like wow like that's the gravitas that's the that's the depth that i need to go in order to be a strong uh actor that not just has her big break but stays around i don't want to be one of those actors that are just here today gone tomorrow who's that Oh, she she acted in that one thing and I've never seen her again. Nope, nope, nope. I'm nope. trying to be the actor that's like, oh, here she come taking taking the world by storm. You know what I'm saying? It's like what what else can you see her in? She's a chameleon. Like I that's what I see myself doing. Being a chameleon, doing all the films, doing all the uh, you know, TV shows and roles. I want to do it all. That's what I want to do in five years. <laughs>
Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.